Hello and welcome to the Backenders, the podcast that brings you all the ins and the outs from the great game of tennis. We cover each tennis slam. We are unafraid to slam tennis. And with me Sue. is a man. Sue. And, and with me is Sue. Kat is, I'm trying to get the line. And Sue. with me. What, what, what are you talking about? What's going on over here? Lightning, like most Australians, I have absolutely no idea what I'm saying or why I'm saying it. But I'm saying it with a great amount of gusto. And I am suing the hell out of you, Lightning, which I can only presume is some form of tribute to what the Joker is about to do to the Australian government <laughs> post-eviction. He's not happy, Lightning. The tribe has spoken. Yes. And the Australian people, man, they are ratty at the moment, mm. Lightning. It's as if they've been caught by the bug that Novak brought into this great <laughs> nation. And they are behaving like utter animals at mm. the moment caged animals who've been in lockdown for the better part of two years yes. the tennis itself is just a mere backdrop to the opportunity to sit down boo and sue to your heart's content and i don't like it lightning no and of course Kat, as you're referring to this chant we've been hearing relentlessly this australian open of sue sue which we are told is the sound crowds make after Ronaldo scores a goal, the, the crowd in unison, in celebration, Sue, Sue. But of course, it is the most ridiculous choice of chant to choose a phrase that sounds identical to boo. So players are going bonkers hearing a stadium erupt, assuming they're getting heckled when actually they're being celebrated. It's ridiculous. And it really exposes the collective glass jaw of the tennis playing fraternity lightning. Mm. We knew that they were prima donnas. I don't know prima donnae, what the collective is of that, but they are all very, very fragile people. Mm. And so you can't win. As a crowd member, I got in on the action. Sue, boo, <laughs> you. Anything that rhymes with that seems to be taken the wrong way. Yeah, peekaboo, the whole works. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whilst it did enable me to write an unauthorised Dr. Seuss book at the change of ends, it certainly didn't help the atmosphere in the stadium. <laughs> You're dead right, Caddis. It's been a circus. And we've participated in this very circus. You and I have been at the Australian Open. You being in the country has afforded us the opportunity to go along, to witness, to taste, to see the glory of this Australian Open. What have you made of the actual experience? Amazing experience, Lightning. It is truly a grand slam. It is a cut above the rest. I've been to some chump tournaments in mm. Sweden before, and it is honestly like rocking up to the back courts of your local club where player A beats player B in front of six bored people. Let's face it, the sport itself, I'm not a purist. I don't get off on watching players play tennis. I want fireworks. I want big screens. I want alcohol, a lot of alcohol lightning. And I feel like Tennis Australia has struck the balance between tennis and a festival atmosphere. Yes. And that balance being 595. And I love it. <laughs> And Lightning, it started well before we arrived because upon hearing that our media accreditation had been rejected by the Australian Open, I had to go about devising a master plan. And that involved, unfortunately, me breaking one of my ankles in multiple places. Yes. True story. Yes. And who's laughing now because it was your responsibility <laughs> to push me around in a wheelchair, 
that was a bad start to the day. What turned around rather quickly was the opportunities that arose from the sympathy card. Oh, yeah. Lightning, some people play the sympathy card. I was rolling them out like a rapper with $100 bills in the club. And people were fawning over me. They were offering me drinks, sex. And as a rule, I've generally said no to sex in a moon boot. Lightning, it's just not my style. I'm all for protection, but this is going a little over the top. And... Then we could just roll up to any court and get a VIP placement. Yeah. It was genius. All I can say, Lightning, that if our wheelchair was taking on a Formula One race, we were given pole position yes. on every track. We rolled up and took our pick of the placements. And it was classic. As the very first court, we wheeled onto it. No cues, of course. In you go, ushered through. Don't check your ticket. We get pushed to the net, two rows in the front, and you turn to me and say, we're in the royal box here. It was extraordinary later in the night when you found yourself pushed onto court to face Dylan Alcott in the quads. <laughs> I mean, it was except you could get access to any court, any place in the Australian Open. It was amazing. Yeah, so Lightning, the Open just took my breath away. From the way that we were treated, me being handicapped, you being the slave, through to the unsolicited offers to rub my body in places that no one has in longer than I can recall. It was wonderful. But then, as soon as play started, these caged animals in the crowd were unleashed. And I didn't like it one bit. No? No, I didn't. Because they started suing and booing and shooing. Shooing. The old Daniel Ricciardo from the podium drinking the champagne out of the shoe, that's become a thing now. When did I get so old that drinking a beer out of your inner soul felt (laughs) foreign? Maybe I haven't been on the TikTok recently enough, Lightning, but I suddenly felt conservative, which is rare for me these days. (laughs) And yet, in a weird way, at one point, you threatened to join them, Cutters. I did. I saw the opportunity to loosen the old moon boot and... (laughs) fill it with a magnet and show these young whippersnappers what a genuine shoey looks like. And didn't the beer bong boot go down an absolute treat? I can see it's already selling on Amazon for a small fortune. So this is how the backhanders influence the culture wherever they are. Even by speaking in the third person, I think it really shows that we've bounced back from the accreditation denial. Yes. Uh, I haven't taken it to heart. Mm. Instead, I've used it as fuel Mm. to motivate me to come back stronger and tear that place down next year when I'm able-bodied lightning. Yeah, and you had a lot of fuel in you after that moon chewy. So congratulations, Cutters, on a stunning stunt that put us on the map But I want to know, what other observations did you have being so close to the action and tasting and drinking of the experience? Well, Lightning, one thing that just struck me immediately was the removal of the lines people. Oh, yes. And I had forgotten how much I loved those dim-witted simpletons. (laughs) Just the fact that they bring the controversy with their short-sightedness, both... (laughs) Literally and career-wise, because let's face it, they're now extinct. <laughs> and just seeing these ball kids at sea all alone yeah. on court really 
was saddening to mm. me. And the fact that players would accept the call as it was, yes. for me, came with a tinge of sadness. Totally. It was an awkward time when there'd be an out call and they'd look for someone to blame, only to find there's no one there to even point at. Exactly. You've only got yourself to blame. Yeah. And there's no fun in that. No. So I noticed that the Open has become a little bit vanilla. Yeah. To compensate... Mm-hmm. I think the crowd brought the flavor flav because they reacted like idiots. Yes. And on our Margaret Court, I know the name itself gets people stirred up, mm. but late in the evening, you know, you've had a few of the old swigs of grandpa's old cough medicine. <laughs> they were getting a little loose oh, and security yes. had to come in and it's not pretty. It is the first time I've been to the tennis cutters, and this is a true story, when the umpire literally said, you in the black cap in the second <laughs> row, pipe down. That's true. It's become so vanilla that when someone sticks their neck out, they get a personalised message to pull it back in. So there was... Brilliant banter at that time between Anna Samova in the white cap versus black cap in the crowd. (laughs) And I thought I was seeing some sort of deep analogy about something, but no, it was just a guy heckling a player. And I loved every minute of it, Lightning, because that's what we need. In the Kyrgios-Medvedev match early on, on center court, you had people constantly questioning the machine. The machine being so precise that it can tell us what a close call is and within how many millimetres the ball landed in or out. To the point where the chair umpire, who let's face it these days, has nothing to do. He had to pause season four of Succession (laughs) and tell the crowd these very, very profound words. Ladies and gentlemen, if the ball is not called out, you should assume that the ball is in. To rapturous laughter. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realize we'd hired Captain Obvious to adjudicate this game. <laughs> Later on, he also said, ladies and gentlemen, the racket contains a number of cross-sectional strings that provides rebound. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. Sue. <laughs> Sue. <Soon. laughs> And on that cutters, what did you make of the fact there are no linesmen and it is automated calls? We just hear, essentially on iPad shuffle, various tones of lines people, perhaps former lines people, dusted off out of retirement. They put in a sound booth and asked them to record various out or fault calls. So you'd hear these probably 10, 12 on random. What did you make of them? Oh, the old line call shuffle that they're rocking. <laughs> which I'm pretty sure I attempted in Nashville and broke my other ankle back in the early 90s. Lightning, I didn't like it for one bit. I'm all for gender and, you know, cultural diversity, and I'm as woke as the next guy, Lightning. I'm glad you're all for gender. It's it's fantastic. You saw that I took unsolicited sexual approaches from all manner of people when we were at the Open Lightning. But... This was really distracting to me that you had everything from the professional business style lady who was Mm. out through to the slightly casual or overly casual young guy who seems like he's just recorded it on his couch out. (laughs) And it was just a weird mix for me. Some of them just didn't feel like they were fitting in correctly. It was. And my favorite though, which would stick out like the proverbial dog's balls would be you know, from Wangaratta, Karen recording her out, which I could only assume was 
the lady at Border Force who was sending Djokovic out of the country. They'd hit record on her and for posterity's sake, played it during the Open every second point. I've got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium. Catters, it's 2022. We've spent two years in Melbourne in isolation. We've barely seen a sport, a person. We've barely made love. And yet here we are in Melbourne seeing an actual sporting event. There must be so many things that have got you excited in our first Come On segment for 2022. I would love to hear what that is for you. Well, Lightning, as part of our grand tour around the facility, at one point, unwilling might I add, you wheeled me into a random court. (laughs) Only for me to witness something that could have just as well have been a Bigfoot sighting. And that was doubles. Lightning, did you know that this still went on today? I actually thought more than 20 years ago, we had forced these strange creatures of the night underground. But I was pleasantly surprised, Lightning. Two players versus two players, essentially the same sport. They're a little bit uglier, a little bit slower. But they make up for it because there's two of them. And it's funny, Lightning, it's really funny to see failed singles players attempt to carve out a career in this game of tennis. Footnote, someone has crashed the party. Yes. Namely, two Australians of Greek heritage, Mm -hmm. one Saint Nick Kyrgios and Tanasi Kokonakis, Mm -hmm. have teamed up and decided to abandon the flaming wreck of their singles careers and attempt to... To enter the arena of what can only be described as paddle in a jumpy castle thingy-ma-bob. And they are smashing the pants of credible players. And I'm loving every minute of it, Lightning. Yes. You thought that St. Nick's match against Medvedev was like going to the circus. This was a full-on freak show. You've got two singles players with nothing to lose... And you've got a crowd full of people that must have just watched Happy Gilmore the night before because it was a serious festival. Yes. Do you agree? Absolutely. It was Wrestling Federation. It was meets circus meets other things. Yes, absolutely. How articulate of you, Lightning. And having to line up 26 gentlemen to be topless to spell out Kokonakis on their tummies. Some of the feats of these crowds. The commitment was admirable, Mm. Lightning. But you've got just this ragtag team of guys showing up Mm. thinking, the longer I stay here at the Australian Open, the longer I can stay at my hotel, which equals free minibar. We've all been there. More towels. More (laughs) towels. More towels. And so I feel like they're being paid in towels, Lightning. And... (laughs) Give these men as many towels as they want because they are collectively entertaining us in a sport that God knows shouldn't exist anymore. And the best part of all of this is that these B-grade trolls that make doubles their sport of choice are getting beaten at their own game. (laughs) It's actually quite sad. We rolled on to Kia Arena, literally rolled on in Mm. my case, into the Queen's box, had a look down. (laughs) Oh my goodness, there are two men who have dragged themselves off doing laps on Chapel Street in their hotted up cars (laughs) to take on the very tightly wound world number one, number one seeded team. Gold medalists. Gold medalists, no less. 
and they got destroyed. <laughs> yep. Because who would have thought going up against two clowns is rather <laughs> distracting when they're playing with both hands. I'm pretty sure Curious put the racket down the old pants and did a handstand <laughs> at one stage. They did not care and it was so disruptive. Yeah. Yes, that's right, Cutters. They took out Mektich and Pavic, number one seeds. And then they took out the 15th seeds in Baja and Escobar. Incredible. So now they are into the round of 16. And then they took out half of the stadium for drinks in the (laughs) beer garden afterwards. Very popular boys at the moment. They just went, the next round of towels are on us, boys. All this talk of towels lightning, what are you excited about? Cutters. For me, there's been so many wonderful stories on and off the court, but of particular focus is the women who are overcoming adversity. Mm. And there's been some exceptional cases, one in particular. Firstly, I'd like to highlight Sabalenka, world number two, ranked number two here en route to face Barty at the end of the tournament if all things go to plan. And that is exceptional because this woman could not be serving more poorly. (laughs) To put it lightly, Cutters, I have seen better service on Jetstar. This, she, Cutters, simply has the yips. For the tournament, in four matches, had served 74 double faults. In her very first service game, steps up to the line, full of adrenaline, six double faults to start the match off. You would assume... It's lights out. It's gone. It's curtains. And yet she's continued to progress to the point of recording. She's still in the tournament. And of course, all could go to hell in a handbasket. But for now, Cutters, she is doing it despite having the proverbial yips. Something you and I as Australians find amazing, exceptional, is the fact that Mark the Pooh Philippousis, a man not known for having many assets above the shoulders, <laughs> albeit a cannon of a serve, has been employed as a serve coach. He, of course approached Sabalenka, as you'll hear in the following quote. This is what we've read about during this week. When asked, Sabalenka said, and yeah, he was in Adelaide and after my second match, he just wrote me, well, girl, just stop thinking a lot on your serve. If you have some time today, because I was leaving on the next day, and he said, like, if you have some time today after my match, because he was commentating there, after my last match, we can go out on the court. I can help you anyhow. You can tell these two are a match made in heaven. Of course, it surprises no one to hear Mark the Pooh Philippousis' best advice is don't think too much. <laughs> Here's a tip that's worked super well for me. Don't think. And kudos <laughs> to you, Mark Philippousis, because for you to bottle it up, write it on a bumper sticker and hand it out to top-ranked tennis players and them swallow it, that is Fantastic. So do what you do, the poo. Whatever's in his elixir, it's working because she remains in the tournament, Cutters. But has her serving improved this tournament? Nope, not (laughs) at all. But cannon of a forehand and she is riding high on those ground strokes. For me, Cutters, it's not just the yips on the court. There's another woman who's had the yips off the court and that is in the form of Krachikova who had an eight-minute toilet break. This is a woman who essentially brought in the new rule that Tsitsipas, of course, also helped usher in, of now creating time limits, strict, stringent time limits whenever you leave the court. She also enforced the requirement that you get the official key from the chair umpire (laughs) and return it after use. Is that not correct? That is correct. And in this instance, it was after eight minutes that the key returned well after the allotted time. Of course, when asked, what's going on? Critique of a way you're not here. uh, 
Her response was, uh, my necklace broke. I mean, seriously, Cutters, you can't be using as an excuse, I got delayed coming back from the freaking gift shop. <laughs> if you're not back in time, we have a shot clock that expires on zero point off. So, of course, the umpire, well within her rights, offered Krachika a violation for being late. Back onto court with or without her necklace. I think that's harsh lightning. I mean, what are you meant to say when you're put on the spot in front of 10,000 people? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was just a heavy sesh. <laughs> you know, eight minutes flew by, but uh, I feel about 10 Kenny G lighter, if I'm honest. <laughs> I think you should have to document it somehow, whether it's photography or a bucket or there just has to be some proof that that was eight minutes worth. And... I know she was trying to insinuate it by saying, hey, I was straining so hard, snap the old necklace. It's happened to the best of us, love. For me personally, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. But each person deals with it differently. Time for an important segment, particularly for the midway point of a tournament, when we pause to consider those who are rising, those who are filling us with the confidence and hope that the new are emerging, that the movement is happening, that the big three are no longer, that the future has arrived, our fed up, those who are becoming the new fed, and those who are pooing down, of course, not necessarily with service advice, but those who are failing to deliver on their potential cutters. Who is your fed up and who is your poo down? Well, Lightning, my fed up involves a person who's bucking the trend. Mm. And I love that. I love a player who doesn't quite fit in the mold. You know, you have players who crave success and then you have Bernard Tomic. Yes. And just people who take their own path, albeit into a desert <laughs> where there's no water or food for sustenance. And end up dying a painful death, lightning. But it's largely for our entertainment. Metaphorically. Metaphorically, Metaphorically, absolutely. We wish him well. Blessings be upon him. But lightning, there has been a recent trend in tennis that has really alarmed me. And that is one of mindfulness. Mm. You'll often see players at the change events. We saw it with Anna Samova earlier this evening. Getting her ass handed to her on a body platter. (laughs) But taking the time to just put her face in a towel and think about how much she's getting her ass handed to her. (laughs) And it might be the fact that the poo also slid into my DMs earlier this week and reminded me, Catters, don't overthink it. I feel like your pod is becoming too credible, (laughs) too well-researched. And I said, thanks, poo. He also then said, invest in Bitcoin, which I think might be dubious given his current financial situation. But I like the general ethos. Mm. And another player who has chosen not to buy into all of this mindfulness is none other than Quarantine Mute, (laughs) who was engaged in an epic five-setter against Seb Quarter. The old quarter pounder was giving him a real real run for his money, Lightning. (laughs) I'm worried we will never mention Seb Quarter again, so I had to get that in. I think you'll appreciate that. Don't waste a good pun, Caddis. But Quarantine Mute managed to push it to six all in the fifth, Mm. meaning super super tie break. The best. We love a super tie break. I don't care whether it's doubles. I will take a super tie break any time of the day. We wouldn't go unison for anything less. Absolutely not. Super Super tie tie break. break. (laughs) 
let's do it if I was based in Copenhagen and you were still here in Melbourne. Super, super tie, tie, tie break. break su- breaking? No, you go. You call me back. Go again. No, go no, no. Again. We'll try FaceTime. This isn't working at no, all. No, no, no. WhatsApp? I'm doing a cricket podcast. But Lightning, Mute, instead of taking the time to reflect, levitate, whatever these players do at the change of ends before a big moment, no, he decides, I'm going to take a selfie with a fan. <laughs> Talk about getting ahead of yourself. Mute is so stoked on the super tie break as much as we are <laughs> on the super, super tie, tie break, break. <laughs> that he manages to walk past a fan, take a selfie, dons the old hashtag blessed, <laughs> hashtag in it to win it, hashtag eat, pray, lose to love. <laughs> and goes on to shank the super tie break and lose the match. But... The beauty is that we have this image preserved in time of a Mute that still thinks he's in the battle. And I am all about that. (laughs) Lightning, for my poo down, as you can see right in front of your very eyes, I'm a fashionable man (laughs) with strong opinions on fashion. You're not wearing any fashion. (laughs) (laughs) You said you would draw me later. I said it's been a good draw, this Australian oh. Open. <laughs> Must stop watching Titanic on repeat. <laughs> Lightning, fashion on the fields. Let's have a heart-to-heart about the fact that, look, I come from Europe now, so I already look down on the Aussies, but you could make an effort, a basic effort, to dress appropriately. And what I've seen so far has been less than that. Mm. Oh, fair. Let's take the ball kids <laughs> as a starting point. <laughs> I know you have a strong opinion on them, Lightning. Give me uh, one word as to how you would describe the get-up of the ball kids this tournament. First thought, seeing them there, construction workers. <laughs> Simply. They are construction workers <laughs> without shovels. They look lost. What is going on with this high-vis? Plus, I would also say they're sponsored by Ralph Lauren Polo. Yes. So they have a giant polo on the front of their shirt. <laughs> Which presumably these days the kids hashtag meaning probably only live once. <laughs> but when you see them on the angle lightning, they look like police officers as well because they've yes. got the predominant blue. Yes. They've got P.O.L. on their uniforms. <laughs> it's like a young breed of super cops, super bored cops that don't even have lines people to banter with whilst melting on the pavement and so lightning that is a massive fashion faux pas yes, for me i cannot yes. help but think they look like lego policemen <laughs> but it's a massive win for the branding companies and the dollars they're getting out by getting their brand out in these massive letters as these little minions are running around polo 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 it's hilarious but they're huge it's massive lettering for those who haven't seen it they're not ball boys they're bill boys <laughs> Mini little sandwich boards <laughs> running around subliminally. I've gone and purchased 13 polo shirts in the last week alone. It's not even subliminal. You've just seen it for what it is and raced out and stocked up. I love it, Lightning. It is exactly that. They are like walking sandwich boards. Yeah. I think I saw one of them rocking around with great coffee 300 meters direction to the left. It's immoral. Where is the subtlety gone in this sport? I know. So that's one problem. Park it aside for the time being. They're kids. They don't know better. They're stupid. (laughs) But women ranked in the top 50 should know better than making the classic error that annoys me every single time I see it lightning. And it is when 
two players rock up to a duel only to find that a la some bad 90s romantic comedy <laughs> where they attend a wedding, two women have come dressed in identical outfits. And look no further than Paula Badoza versus some disposable Ukrainian chump I cannot remember and refuse to take a pause and look up right now. In the second round, where they battled in identical attire lightning, same shoes, same skirt, mm-hmm. same top, same visor. They actually look quite similar, yes. to be perfectly honest. So I'm sitting there watching the tennis, not knowing who my favorite to win the tournament is <laughs> and who is a disposable Ukrainian chump. So I don't know how we solved this lightning. Even Clark Kent and Superman found a way to differentiate. I did some research ahead of this podcast. Not enough research to look up the Ukrainian, mind you, but enough research to see that Mario's evil twin, Wario, whereas Mario's wearing red and blue, Wario's wearing yellow and purple. There is no clash. So do something about this. I was confused enough in round one where Maria was playing Sakari. I know. Figure it out. At the moment, I'm leaning towards the fact that they have to swap clothing with a ball kid. <laughs> because I'll tell you now, that outfit ain't matching with <laughs> What do you think, Lightning? Some sort of clash strip that we can organize? I was thinking an away strip. It's yes. got to be an away strip. High-vis vest. Whoever rocks in, lowest rank, high-vis vest. It's simple. Bloody boots as well. Bloody boots. Metal caps. You've got to play with a shovel rather than a racket and good luck to you. What's your fed up and poo down? Cutters, my uh, fed up is none other than world number 69, Adrian Manorino. Well known by no one in tennis circles. But this man is, let's put it simply, Cutters, he's a trier. He's a serial pest. He is the person who just keeps people accountable by just getting ball over net. If you watch him, and you and I did, we saw him live against Karatsev, he does not try and hit winners. He tries to get the ball over the net as softly and gently with as little offence as possible for hour after hour after hour. This man beat Australia's James Duckworth in the first round in five sets. He was back in round three when you and I saw him, Cutters, we left the court at about 9.30, having seen Osaka get bounced. Just to grab a couple of beers, a little bit of air, a little bit of downtime. Having taken a moment, a pause, we rocked back into the stadium after an hour and a half. It was four all in the first <laughs> set, Catters. I thought there'd been a rain delay. but <laughs> It was unbelievable. We didn't watch all of the match. We went home around the tick of midnight, and so off we went only to find out the match had gone for almost five hours, Cutters, despite only being four sets and went till 2.33 in the morning. An amazing effort. So to push Karatsev all the way and beat a guy who was a semi-finalist from last year, phenomenal effort. So this guy, he's becoming more than a trier. He's really finding his feet only to then find Cutters. The next round, who does he face? Rafael Nadal. And what does the Australian Open do with its scheduling? Put him on centre court a day and a half later in 35 degree heat in the (laughs) middle of the day. This bloke cutters would have only just come out of the ice bath and they would have pushed him on court. This bloke doesn't wear a hat. This bloke is bald as a badger. He was a human solar panel out there absorbing the 45 Celsius rays 
And he had one set of tennis in him. That's all he had, Catters. Well, and also, I don't know what he's done to offend tournament director Craig Tiley, but the whole choice against Rafa to replace the umbrella with a giant magnifying glass <laughs> was really pushing it, I thought. Exactly. The uh, marinara, as we know him, the, the pizza pasta dish, he gave it all, but ultimately he was cooked, Catters. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I found myself saying well-served um, as, as a pizza dish. His game was well-rounded, but uh, ultimately, um, over to you for the last pun. Um, I look forward to him at toppings, the rankings next year. <laughs> My poo down, Cutters, is very simply cowardly withdrawals. The worst. It is the worst. And we'd all be familiar with... Those moments in matches where someone's picked up an injury and you can sense it's coming. Generally for Tomic, it's two games into the match. <laughs> and we don't like it as fans. that They're having to put their hand up and say, I can't go on. We're okay with that. We're okay with it. What we are not okay with is when you are down five love in the deciding set and you choose to retire rather than just have the player serve down their four points and clock the win. Because, of course, when you retire, the player doesn't get registered as a win. No. They get it as a walkover and they move on. In this tournament, Gattis, it's happened two times. Firstly, Yastremska did it to her opponent. Five love down on the cusp of defeat and she decides to just wave the white flag and roll off the court rather than face the inevitable defeat mm. a few rounds later. We see it again when Harmony Tan, the French woman, was up against Svitolina. Five one down in the third and deciding set and decides again to march off the court injured. What do you make of this this pattern that's developing? Well, immediately, Lightning, I have conflicting feelings because I've often gone to my local solarium in Denmark in the coldest of winter and requested a Harmony Tan. <laughs> and it's really just hit the spot to get that vitamin D. <laughs> but if I look at it objectively, I think it is disgusting. Mm. Where has the primal gladiatorial spirit gone? Yes. What are we teaching kids today? To just walk away when it gets too tough? Mm -hmm. To decide it's more important to make a TikTok dance in the change room than waste the last three minutes on being humiliated in front mm -hmm. of the public? You have to face your consequences. Mm -hmm. And I go back to the gladiators themselves. I don't think back in the day... <laughs> vengeful beast number one versus vengeful brute number two in the heat of battle as they were close to finishing each other off one extended the hand to the other and said mate you've tried hard pop you up in the stand get you a <laughs> couple of gatorades and a nice rub down no finish him <laughs> i've lost three limbs but i'm going to preserve the final limb put me in the stand no we want blood yes i wouldn't worry so much about covid i'd worry about withdrawal symptoms i'm seeing it all over the place at the moment lightning and it generally plays out in the form of faking blisters stubbing a toe on the old net post <laughs> having a broken necklace they've tried them all <laughs> we all have had a bad dunny break in my case within the last 10 hours <laughs> but you get up and you take your poison yes I think they're saying Sue, which is a soccer thing, a football thing. Sorry, I can't hear you. I'll try it again. I can, I, guys, I can't hear him. Please uh, uh, show some respect for Jim Courier. He no, won't no, hear no, you, guys. Okay. Thank you. Cutters, the midway point of this 2022 Australian Open time to check in, to touch base with your predictions and see how you're tracking. A mixed bag, Lightning. 
it's been a bad day for me because Paula Badosa, the raging Spanish bull, as I dubbed her last week, mm. in a fit of adrenaline, and now realizing that that bull has been well and truly speared by the matador, <laughs> sliced up, and will be served as your and my filet mignon tomorrow night for dinner. Like uh, an Indian dosa. <laughs> we can look forward to that. Uh, no, we've allowed her to flee with her life, but unfortunately she got bounced today. Did not look particularly sharp. No, bit flat. Bit flat. Like that dosa. Like that dosa. Great callback. Mm. We didn't quite get it the first time, Lightning. <laughs> Any other Indian culinary lines you want to slide in, oh. you can feel free because I'm turning my attention now to the Medvedevil. Oh. On fire like the Vindaloo <laughs> that sent me to my eight-minute-plus toilet break earlier this morning. He looks good, Lightning. He does. Very good. Just so- like a good curry, he is going straight <laughs> through the tournament. <laughs> Well, he is number two in the world, Lightning. (laughs) And just to elevate the level of humor on this podcast, Lightning, if you could call it that, my dark horses, Mm. I need to stop choosing female tennis players based on the sound of their last name. (laughs) Akuda Matova has failed miserably. I seem to recall... Having a love affair with Ola Tawenta de Macarena for many a tournament, and they've both let me down. You've made the mistake of them not representing an Indian culinary classic, Cadiz. <laughs> Rookie mistake. However, Gail Monfils, on the other hand, mm. as I mentioned, red hot form right now. Yes. Looking fantastic. So I do not regret that choice. That was based on not even having an interesting name. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes. A known cat is described this week as the thinking man's Nick Curios. Is that so? Gail Monfils. Bit of a entertainer, but knows how to get it done. But can actually play tennis. Can deliver on points, forehands, backhands, winners. Yeah. Understands the basic rules of the game. <laughs> Lightning, what were your predictions like? Cat is my predictions. Similarly, uh, ups and downs. The Barty bus. I'm on it. And the Barty bus is cruising along. I think it's one of Tesla's new models. It is a self-driven bus at this point. She is sitting there with her feet on the dashboard, eyes closed, kicking back, going 120 clicks without having to think twice. She is killing the field. Kat is... This tournament, she essentially broke a record for the most amount of consecutive service holds. She got up to 61 of not losing her serve. 61 consecutive (laughs) service holds. I mean, no one can stop this woman. It's incredible, isn't it? Mm. She really is something. And um, I mean, she's harder to break than my ankle. (laughs) Too true. But on the other side of the equation, Kat, is is someone who broke down much more easily than we expected. His name, Alexander Zvarev. Kat, he was my tip. He has been taken out by the Shapov dog, who uh, is playing a lot better than his rap single at the moment. (laughs) Cutters, how did you react? How did you respond when you heard Zvarev was out of the tournament? It was actually quite a remarkable moment, and my mum and sister can attest to this. I threw my crutches across the room and walked for the first time in six weeks. And I didn't just walk. I moonwalked across the lounge room to an improvised Shapavdob rap that involved such a shame 
filled with a bunch of other expletives <laughs> that I can't mention again. But <laughs> what a moment. Oh, very well said, Cutters. My tip is out of the Australian Open. Midway point when surely this was an open for Zvarev to do some damage. No Fed, no Djokovic. It was his for the taking. He's out. My dark horses, uh, my first, was Maria Sakkari. To be honest, in reflection, it feels a little cheeky that my dark horse was ranked only two spots lower than my tip <laughs> for the tournament. So it, perhaps the number five ranked player isn't so dark. Uh, you let me off the hook there, and I'm grateful for that. I'm too worried about my own dark horse predictions at the moment <laughs> to delve into yours, Lightning. It shows we're coming out of this big three era where anyone outside of the big three is just fair game. It's just darts at the dartboard. So to be honest, I didn't look into the dark interweb for my pick, but... She is out, Cutters, went out earlier today, was looking super strong. She was hoping to have a Suvlaki named after her, like Tsitsipas. Unfortunately, now she's just having a broken wedding plate uh, <laughs> named after her. So not the high billings of uh, Tsitsipas. I've also had a falling out on the men's side. So my dark horses are not going too well. Andre Rublev, the man-child. Oh, the man-child. The fifth... Seeded man-child. Quite the dark horse prediction, Lightning. <laughs> I let the women slide, but I'm going to pick you up on that. <laughs> he might look like a ball kid, but he's slightly more qualified to take the title. <laughs> he is, and yet he wasn't able to deliver under the weight of expectation and under the weight of six kilograms of jewellery, <laughs> I noticed too. He has gone very bling-bling <laughs> rapper, hasn't he? He was very Jay-Z. Covered. I hadn't realised how up against it he was trying to play tennis whilst participating in a chain gang. It was out of this world. Cutters, neither of us have fared too well. Marin Cilic took out Rublev, which felt particularly harsh. A 45-year-old man beating up on a 12-year-old, staying up well past his bedtime. But he is out. Because I had so many other options. I don't know why I went Rublev. I don't know why I went Zvarev. I could have gone Tsitsipas. Neither of us have mentioned that. He's looking strong. He has an amazing forehand and a sensational toilet break. Uh, Berrettini <laughs> has looked super strong. He escaped from Alcaraz in a super tie break. I think I saw that movie. <laughs> there you go. You're on board. A supporter. Thank you. Benoit Pearcat is a favourite here on the podcast. He has been playing shit tennis for two years and all of a sudden has been amazing. I'm wrapped for him. He's starting to smile again. Couldn't have happened to a nicer gnome. So that's fantastic. <laughs> the human virus. Come good. <laughs> and Demonure and Sinner. I mean, I will be damned if I can find a winner between a demon and a sinner. But uh, there you go. I don't know what I was thinking. No horses left in the race on the men's side, Gattis. Well, Lightning, should we then turn our attention to the coveted carousel horse? Oh, yes. The player that has been able to spin their web of magic in the press conference to perhaps divert the attention from how badly they're playing. And the one that caught my eye was Victoria Azarenka. Oh, yes. She's been rocking into her press conferences this week wearing sunglasses. Right. Looking too cool for school. Taking the answers slowly, looking like some sort of bad poker player from Vegas. And I don't quite understand what her story is. She no. claims that the bright lights in the media center give her a headache. Yet she can somehow go out in 45 degrees with the light reflecting off the retina scorching ball kid outfits. And that's not a problem? 
So I do not understand it. And almost because the media have called her bluff wearing these shades, she decided to do the old Barty trick and she got her son into the press conference. No, the human shield. Yes, five-year-old son also wearing matching sunglasses because <laughs> he too can't handle the light. So the light that she claimed to have seen at the end of the tunnel was nothing but an oncoming train in the form of Barbara Krachikova. So she'll be going home. Back to Transylvania, I can only assume. <laughs> have there been any carousel horses that have caught your eye, Lightning? There was one earlier tonight, Catters, and that is, of course, our Ash Barty, who we've already highlighted for her exceptional on-court performance, off-court, the spin of her carousel horse, exceptional, when queried in her on-court interview around her next opponent. She is now due to face, in the quarterfinals, Jessica Pagula. Mm. She was asked about Pagula, she said, well, I don't think I've ever played her. The commentator then replied, well, actually, you defeated her en route to your French Open title. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yes, yes, you're right. That's right. I thumped her mercilessly <laughs> into the ground, the old pagola. That's because Jim Courier used the wrong adjective, played her. <laughs> Should have been thumped, demolished. Those might have jogged her memory. But to be fair, I think I remember that match and the old pagola as she was chasing down the body ball, it probably rolled in a bit of the old devil's dirt. So Ash just figured that she'd played an orange cone and been hitting around it like a training drill. So easy mistake to make. But Kat has some late mail. Just occurred to me, Tsitsipas, he's been rocking into his presses, not exceptionally well attended on this very basis. He's been getting off the court, jumping in an ice bath, and then going straight to his presses, freezing his date off. So he's been sitting there visibly shivering and answering every question in a monosyllabic fashion. <laughs> How'd you go? Good. Yep. No worries. Sure. Can I get the hell out of here? How freaking hilarious, Scatters. You've got to see it. I love that tactic. I mean, no one has really tried to use hypothermia in the middle of an Australian summer. <laughs> as reason to cut your press conference short. These players are getting pretty good. Oh, exceptional. If you combine him with Victoria Azarenka, you've got a blind Eskimo, which I'm pretty sure when they walk into a bar constitutes a joke. <laughs> Can't be certain, Lightning. Cutters, it's time to bid our listeners adieu only for a week when we will check back in to review this whole tournament and the eventual winners and losers in the singles and... Cutters, there's actually going to be some doubles finals as well. Mm. So we'll even lightly reference those. But in the meantime, please get on our socials. Whilst you won't see us on TikTok, you will see us on Insta. See us on Facebook with the handle of The Backhanders. Please join in, subscribe and pass us on to your friends. But in the meantime, if you are up for a zoo instead of a boo, you know you belong in a zoo. <laughs> you and your Aussie true blue crew enjoying a brew. We all hope you flew through. Just go drink from a shoe. And remember to be quiet, please.